Hello and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. Our guest this week is reportage illustrator Olivier Kugler, interviewed on May 22nd from his shared studio space in East London. Yeah, my name is Olivier Kugler. I'm a reportage illustrator. I'm from Germany originally. I'm interested in meeting and drawing people. I also interview the people I meet and include text from the interviews into my drawings. Olivier's intricate illustrations rely on both journalistic and drawing skills to tell a story, capturing not only the appearance of his subjects, often from a number of angles, but also context, adding voices with quotes and significant details. Buzzing with life and teeming with information, his work has depicted a broad range of people, from Syrian refugees to local Londoners. My last project I worked on was a large series of drawings that got originally commissioned by Doctors Without Borders from Sans Frontier. They asked me to do drawings documenting the circumstances of Syrian refugees in, in a refugee camp in Iraqi Kurdistan, on Coast Island in Greece, in Calais. Olivier has created reportage illustrations for The Guardian, GQ Germany, The New York Times, Süddeutsche Zeitung, The New Yorker and The New York Magazine. My earliest influences are the, the, the sketchbooks of Adolf Menzel. Actually, I don't know too much about him. He was around in the 19th century. He's, he's, he's famous for his paintings. I, I think he did paintings of, kind of a high society in, in Germany. But uh, my, my father is an artist, and um, when I was a kid, he bought a kind of a printed edition of Adolf Menzel's sketchbooks, and, and they're full with very detailed pencil drawings or charcoal drawings of, of kind of mundane objects. He was drawing horses, his hands, he was doing portraits, like drawings on locations. And I think this work inspired me a lot. And then another large influence on my work was, of course, when I was studying in New York, when I was doing a master's, one of my teachers brought a copy of Time magazine. And there was, a, I think, an eight-page comic book, graphic novel-style reportage drawn by Joe Zacco. And he did drawings portraying people he met when he was, I think, in Gaza or on the West Bank. And it's like a, it was the first time I've seen a journalist illustration or the medium of a comic uh, used in a journalistic way. Dead Josako is definitely a um, tremendous influence on, on, on my work. I'm a trained graphic designer. I did an MA in, in Germany, in Pforzheim, as a graphic designer. But I focused on, on doing illustration, even though we only had one semester illustration. was Back then, there wasn't a lot of demand for illustration in, in Germany. Lots of our tutors and professors in Pforzheim, they saw illustration as something, they do kids' book illustrations. They didn't take it very serious. We had one really good tutor for illustration. He was absolutely amazing. He was probably the best teacher I ever had. But it wasn't really an environment that encouraged you to do illustration. And I also I did an illustration project. I went to St. Pauli, to Hamburg, to do drawings in, in the Reeperbahn district. And um, I did drawings at the Salvation Army in tattoo parlors and 
I was very happy with the result and I, I got the really I got the best possible mark for it and I thought oh my god I'm an illustrator now and and so I I went to Frankfurt to the book fair and showed them my final year project and I, I tried to see every publisher who wants to talk with me or I had a minute to look at my portfolio they all said we really like it and give us your details you will hear back from us and I never ever ever heard back from them so I was really frustrated and I was I, I sent out a small kind of Leporello's portfolio pieces to art directors in Germany and I didn't get a single reply. I didn't have a lot of life experience and my work probably wasn't good enough. So when, when I graduated from, from my design degree, it was in 1998. My main professor, he told me, you had a really good time now, you were in Hamburg, you had a great time drawing and now get a job in a design agency or an advertising agency and I just took on the, the first best graphic design job I could get and worked as a designer for, for two almost three years yeah after two years a friend of mine who I studied graphic design with he sent me an email from New York he was doing a master's in graphic design at the school of visual arts and he told me that he met the illustration students from the master degree and he saw their work and, and they were encouraged from the, the, the professors and teachers to go out and, and draw on location. And he said, this is exactly what, what you've been doing in Hamburg and in Germany. You need to apply for this degree. So I had to look on their website and I thought I saw the work that the teachers were doing there and, and the students. And then I started to draw again and I applied for a scholarship from the German Academic Exchange Service. I also flew out to New York. I introduced myself at the program and I luckily I got the, the scholarship and I went out there in, in 2000. When I went to New York, the, the, all the professors and the teachers, they were very optimistic and encouraging and they were challenging you. And then in Germany, they were kind of, kind of stopping you to be ambitious. And when I was in New York, I, I spent, I had two years and I was working like a madman. I was working 12, 14, 16 hours a day. I was living in the studio for a while. It wasn't because I couldn't afford the rent, but also because I was just working so hard and I didn't mind sleeping on the studio in the night and the morning I got up at six when the janitor came in to, to clean the place. I woke, woke up and I started to work. So I, I used these two years to work to, to become much better at what I was doing. And then I was lucky I was in New York. It's probably the best place to work as an illustrator in the whole world. After the end of the first semester, I got my first commission and was a Hartwig commission was for New York Magazine and was also drawing a location job. I got paid $5,500 and then I could work on this commission during the whole uh, second semester. So I, our teachers, they were very encouraging. I got this first commission because my teacher, Mirko Illich, he encouraged me. He gave me the email address of the arts director of New York Magazine. After having gotten this commission, supplied me with some extra money and also with the confidence to, to say, oh my God, I, I can maybe make it as an illustrator. So after I did my master's in New York, I came to London and I started to get commissions from The Guardian. They already gave me work when I was in New York, but they, they've seen the work, the on-location work I was doing while I was studying and they liked it and they encouraged me to go out to meet people. I'm naturally quite a shy person and basically sent me out on, on commissions. They asked me to do something about Christmas or, or about New Year. And, and I, was, I had to go out and, and look for a story, find a person and start a conversation with them and, and work more like a journalist for the I never thought I would do. Uh, I quite like that. And I'm really 
grateful to the Guardian that they encouraged me to go into this direction. And over the first years, I've said I, I did most of my work just for the Guardian and, and doing this kind of work where I did a series of, of drawings maybe for two or three years. Where I did every month or every five weeks. I, I, they asked me to do a double page spread where I had to meet the person, interview them and, and do a large portrait of them and include text into the drawing. And I met some really interesting people. For example, I was sent to a, a, a prison where I had to interview a um, an inmate who was serving a life sentence. I uh, went to uh, a traveler's horse and donkey fair. They just sent me there and I had to find the person who I would like to draw. And um, for me, being new to England or to, or to Great Britain, this was a great uh, opportunity to learn the country. And, and uh, then I also was, was sent to China. I got asked to, to go to Shanghai with a team of journalists and photographers. We spent a week in Shanghai and I did three double page spreads for, for G2 for them. And so this was all commissioned work that were kind of dream jobs for me that I wouldn't have dreamt doing when, when I came to London. But I need to say I was 33 years old when I came to New York and I was 30 when I went to New York. I was 30, yeah, 30, 31 when I got my first ever illustration assignment. So it took a long time, but yeah, I was lucky that it worked out well, so. so I, I spent 80% of my time working on, on these reportage work with a kind of a journalistic approach. There are not a lot of magazines and, and, and newspapers, in, especially in the UK. It used to be great, and I was lucky that I was getting kind of the tail end of the good years of the Guardian when, when they had money to send illustrators on, 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 on assignments. And I remember our teachers in New York, they told us about the golden time of illustration when my tutor told me you could do one illustration when you could live from this money for a whole month. And you can't do this. You get, if you're lucky, when we do a page for, for the New Yorker, you get a thousand, thousand dollars, but no one can live on a thousand dollars in New York. So what, what I'm trying to say is there's, there's, there are not a lot of outlets for reportage illustration. I guess in France, they're, they're much, much more progressive when it comes to this idea. They, they've got this, this uh, magazine, Mantea. And Mantea is a big success story. They, it comes out, I think it's been around for 10 years, maybe it comes out four times a year. And they sell 40,000 copies each year. And there's not a single page of advertising in it. So, so they must be doing something right. And I can't see why a sim similar publication wouldn't work in the US or in, in, in Great Britain. And there's also another great publication in France. It's called La, La Revue Dessinée. It's also, it's a, just filled with reportage, kind of bon dessinée, graphic novel style pieces. And I guess we would have something like this here in, in our kind of English speaking world that would add a lot to, to the market. And it's also, yeah, I guess my advice would be to, to work hard, to work your socks off and, um, Show your work to people whose work you admire and who you know that will also give you an honest feedback. That has been really important for me. And also when you get turned down, don't give up. And if you really want to do this kind of work, you, you stay with it. You might get thrown off the horse and you might work in a design agency like I did for two years. I guess it was kind of good for me because it, it made me much more hungry and, and also I got some life experience and I thought, so how it is working in a 
kind of professional environment and it also showed me what I don't really want to spend the rest of my life doing and so yeah, I guess if you get thrown off the horse if you don't get work immediately after your MA just try to stick with it and if you can't make a living with it then try to find something else that you can work in a bar or, or whatever or coffee shop and then work a lot in your spare time and, and try to do honest work don't try to find shortcuts and draw on location I think this is really important to draw on location I, I wouldn't recommend students to draw from photos my father is an artist and, and he told me never to draw from photos only draw from nature draw yourself draw your hands look in the mirror do your self portrait draw your, your sneakers and, and draw your mates and then go out and then yeah draw what's around you and yeah create honest work and also if you want to do reportage illustration you, you need to read a lot you, and, and you don't only look at uh, other reportage or illustrators or artists look what photojournalists are doing written reportage read read the papers and, and kind of be interested in the world and, and go out and approach people and start conversations with people, ask if you can draw them, if they can talk about their lives. This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Indy Davis, and the guest was Olivier Kugler. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand patrons. They include Us Two, GF Smith, and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com.